Yo, today's QOD is, what would you do for free? Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got our main man, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, leading off the week. And today he's going to share two very key pillars for living a highly successful life. He's going to talk about finding your area of personal excellence. Like, what is that for you? And if you don't know what it is, he's going to show you how you can find out what it is. But when you find it, You've got to commit yourself to it. And he's also going to talk about that one thing we talk about all of the time, which is serving others. Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, he's coming up. Point number two, commit yourself to personal excellence. Don't be average. Hey, Daryl, what you did upstairs, man, fantastic. Great stories about these individuals. And I remember when I interviewed Edwin Moses. Edwin Moses was just profiled upstairs. I remember the day that I interviewed Edwin Moses, world record holder, 400-meter high hurdles. Edwin Moses had one dream, one vision. In 1984, he wanted to hear the national anthem, bend his head and shoulders down, have the gold medallion placed around his neck, and be crowned an Olympic champion in his event. And just like Daryl Mobley said, yes, he ran more than 300 races without a defeat. He knew that one weekend in 1984, if he ran three more races to the best of his ability, his dream of becoming an Olympic champion would become real. You talk about a commitment to excellence. Second week, second week, excuse me, first weekends, going into the second week of the 84 Summer Olympic Games. They start the track events. And Edwin Moses, in the first heat, halfway through the race, blows everybody's doors off. Two more races to go. Next night, the secondary heat. Halfway through the race, everybody's looking at the back of his singlet. One more race to go. You talk about a commitment to excellence. And after he wins the secondary heat, he goes out to a track in South Central Los Angeles by himself just to go through his paces. And the track coach who's responsible for the U.S. team follows Moses out there. And he watches Moses go around the track. Looks at the stopwatch, looks at Moses. Looks at the stopwatch looks at Moses, senses something wrong, throws the stopwatch down, blows the whistle and says, Edwin, Edwin, come here, something's not right. What are you doing? Moses runs up to his coach and goes, coach, that's what I've been meaning to tell you. Do you know how I'm used to running 13 steps per hurdle? I just want to see how it would feel if I ran 12 steps per hurdle. And his coach goes ballistic. He says, brother, why in the world would you want a monkey around with success? And when you've already won more than 300 races, you win one more race tomorrow. Your dream of becoming an Olympic champion would become real. And when you're already the best in the world. And Moses looks at his coach and says, yeah, coach, I may be the best in the world, but I want to see if I'm the best that I can be. Are you the best that you can be? This is no play thing. When are you going to find your area of excellence? You tell me, when are you going to find your own personal area of excellence? And you don't even know how to find it. 
Go read what makes a great great. These are the four keys. Number one, what do you love to do? What do you have a passion for? What can you throw your whole heart and soul into? Question number two, what would you do for free? If no one ever paid you a dime, if no one ever gave you financial reward for your efforts, what would you do for free? Because when you're doing what you love to do and you would do it for free, your work is your play. And if your work is your play, you'll never work a day in your life. So you think I'm standing up here at the podium speaking to you. No, my mind is back in the classroom. So I got the summers off. I know, come, you know, September, I'll be back in the classroom. What would you do for free? What is your work, your play? I remember when I went up to Chicago, got a chance to interview John Johnson of Ebony Magazine, and I interviewed him twice. And I said, Mr. Johnson, if you weren't publishing Ebony Magazine, what would you be doing? And he has a mock copy of the next cover on his desk, and he goes just like this. I love magazines. I love the way they feel. I love the colors. I love the textures. I love the smell. How can you beat an individual like that? You tell me. I went to New York, sat across the table from Walter Turnbull, Dr. Walter Turnbull, founder of the Harlem Boys Choir. And I said to myself, Dr. Turnbull, I'm going to ask you a question that you're very rarely asked. He says, fire away. I said, what is wealth? I mean, what is wealth to you? And with tears coming out of his eyes, he says, wealth is hearing the voices of my boys. Question number three, you know, what is your area of unfair competitive advantage? In other words, what comes easy to you but difficult to somebody else? I got three daughters. All of them got different areas of unfair competitive advantage. What is yours? I mean, look at me. The Lord didn't make me seven foot tall. I'm not like Shaquille O'Neal. I can't block a shot, dunk a basketball. I can't rip down a backboard. But you know what? I know that I can write. And I know that I can communicate effectively. And if you look at my evaluations last spring, I know that I can teach. I'd be a fool not to exploit that. What comes easy to you but difficult to somebody else? And if you can't answer those three questions, go to those individuals who you respect and admire and ask them, what do you see me as? What do you think, you know, I would be good at doing? And this is the way that I do in my MBA class, the day in which you find your area of excellence, the one reason why you were placed on this earth. You know, in my MBA class, I bring champagne. And we go around and we have a toast. Why? Because when you are the best at what you do, you never have to worry about income. And you never have to worry about employment. Why? The marketplace will seek you out. The marketplace will seek you out. So when are you going to find your area of excellence? Point number three, go serve somebody. Service is the price you pay for the space that you occupy. Make a difference in somebody else's life. Be excellent. Go serve in all that you do. Booker T. Washington said years ago, overfill your place. Start where you are with what you have, knowing that what you have is plenty enough. We talked about Eddie Robinson upstairs. And I remember the day in which I got both of them on the same day. Don't you know I got Eddie Robinson and Doug Williams, interviewed them both. Thank you, Father. <laughs> on the same day. Doug Williams at the time was the current, you know, coach at Grambling. And I said to him, I said, 
What did Coach Rob teach you about life? I mean, let's let's get away from the football field. What did you? He said to me, "I probably learned more about life from this man than any course I took at Grambling." I said, "Well, give me an example." He said, "Well, if you play football for Coach Rob, everybody knows that practice started at 3:45 prompt." I said, "So?" He said, "Everybody knew if you were more than two minutes late to practice, you had to run stadium steps." I said, "No big deal." He said, "Well, one day Coach Rob is more than two minutes late to practice." And he huddled the entire team together for more than two hours. And we watched this 50-some-odd-year-old man in the sweltering Louisiana heat run stadium steps for the entire practice. See, this is civilian discipline, military, uh, military discipline, Eddie Robinson discipline. So I sat down with Coach Rob, Eddie Robinson, Grambling Football Tigers. And I said to him, I said, Coach Rob, you've done a lot in your life. I mean, you've accomplished a lot in life. I mean, what number is nearest and dearest to your heart? I said, you know, is it the 81% graduation rate you had when you were at Grambling? Is it the 240 Grambling athletes that you sent to the NFL? How about is it the nine black college championships you won when you were at Grambling? Is it the four? Is it the four Grambling alums that are in the NFL Hall of Fame? I said, what number is nearest and dearest to your heart? Is it the 408 victories you won when you were at Grambling? What number is nearest and dearest to your heart? He looked at me, took a step back, stroked his face, and he said, young man, none of those. He said, the number that is nearest and dearest to my heart is one wife, 53 years. That was Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. You can watch today's entire talk on the YouTube. It is called What Keeps Us Standing by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, PhD and Family Digest. All right, my friend, hope you enjoyed today's Monday Motivation Talk. I will see you tomorrow with Brian Tracy. He's going to show you how to figure out what it is that you want five years from now so you can go out there and get it. See you tomorrow. I'm out. Peace. Peace.